Dr. Marty's suggestions are intended to take the place of formal in-office therapy and are for informational and educational purposes only, not an attempt to correct long-standing serious problems which should only be done under the care of a licensed mental health professional. The doctor is in. Welcome to Ask Dr. Marty on 107.9 WOLD, a weekly program focusing on you, your marriage, and more. Dr. Marty Tashman combines compassion, insight, and training with over 30 years of experience. Dr. Marty is a licensed marriage and family counselor, as well as a clinical social worker in New Jersey, a board-certified diplomat and author. It has been his mission to help couples stay together happily through difficult times while improving their quality of life. More information is available on his website, yourmarriagecounselor.com. Join Dr. Marty Tashman live on the Oldies 107.9 WOLD talk line at 732-748-1079. 732-748-1079. Now, here's Dr. Marty. Hi there, it's Dr. Marty, and tonight will be my special Valentine's Day edition. You know, think about it for a while. Who is more qualified? I've been married for 20, 30 years. I lose track. Uh, I'm a licensed marriage and family counselor. I'm trained as a doctoral level psychologist. You know, if I didn't talk about tonight, if I didn't talk about Valentine's Day, something wrong. So we're going to start off today is going to be talking about a whole series of important issues that are connected to Valentine's Day. Like, is there such a thing as a soulmate? You know, what do you think? If you have a thought about that, you can give me a call at 732-748-1079. We can talk about, we're going to talk about the definition of love. How do you know your partner really loves you? Together, I'll give you some answers and we can talk about the language of love. What's your language? Okay, stay tuned and you'll learn a lot about that as well. Funny Valentine, sweet comic Valentine, you make me smile with my heart. Okay, is everybody in the mood to talk about Valentine's Day? You know, originally I was walking in the supermarket and looked around and I'm taking a closer look and I'm thinking to myself, I said, hmm, next week we're going to be talking about difficult people to live with. We're going to be talking about the borderline. I'm going to share with you about my book. Uh, There's a lot that I want to say. And we will be talking about that next week in a, an additional two-part series. So it'll be three altogether. But I looked at the calendar and I realized that today my program is going to be February 13th. And I went shopping in the supermarket and I saw all this candy and red heart-shaped boxes. And if that wasn't enough, I saw all the greeting cards. And because I'm so observant, I said, Marty, wait a second. Valentine's Day is coming. So here we are, my special Valentine's Day edition of Ask Dr. Marty. Okay. You know, when you talk about Valentine, oh, we're also here to talk about anything else that's important to you. And if that's not something that you're something that's on your mind that you'd like us to talk about feel free to give me a call the program is always about you going back to to valentine's day um you know there's a whole history of love love has changed marriage has changed 
years and years ago, the idea of romantic marriage was just was didn't even exist. People got married for financial reasons. They got married because families brought them together. They got married because of political reasons. There were a whole series of things. This whole thing about being romantic, it has, uh, it has changed. And now we have different expectations about that. So, by the way, in past programs, there are issues that you might be interested in as well. Uh, if you're interested in addictions, and I guess there is a love addiction as well. Or if you're interested in uh, people stepping out of the relationship because that love really didn't take, those are all things that we can talk about as well. All right, so let's get down to business and talk about Valentine's Day. Here's my first question to ask you. Okay, what's your definition of love? Have a picture of your partner in your head. Think about them. And if you were to turn to them and tell them what you meant by love, what would you say to them? You know, how would you relate to it? And if they were to turn back to you, what do you imagine they would say? And if it's a woman, I think she would come up with a couple ideas. And if it's like us guys, I think we'd be like deers in the headlight. You know? But what is love? We talk about there in all the cards, there are the candy, you know, try and figure out what it is. There is a song that tells us a little bit about love. What is love? Five feet of heaven in a ponytail. The cutest ponytail that sways with a wiggle when she walks. Now think about that. When we were back in high school, that was love, you know? take a look at that how naive that was there's so much more that's connected to it you know it's more ongoing are we smarter are we more ambitious all of these things are expectations expectations that we have about love you know i'm going to do something i have not done before in other broadcasts i'm going to talk about psychologists and what they have said about love about love coaches and i'm going to make some comments about that in terms of what my experience has been over 30 some odd years and uh, being married and having been trained in a variety of issues that help relationships and what's love and one of the pieces that are connected with love is is we have expectations that our partner will always be there for us that at the end of the day our partner will meet what we hope that they'll be able to do and the truth is love is not a constant it goes back and forth. It oscillates back and forth. And sometimes, I know with my wife, sometimes I could cheerfully strangle her. And sometimes she's the best. And I wonder what life would be without her. It's really hard. So I don't think necessarily love is about meeting our expectations. Another expert says is love is when we don't play the role of the victim or we don't blame others. Love doesn't think person is out to get us. Now, this is an important piece in a relationship in terms of love, is do we give our partner the B-O-D, B-O-D, benefit of the doubt? My Roberta sometimes is a little bit snappy with me or just in general short. And I'm saying, you know, how come I'm being so reasonable? I'm so understanding. I'm such a great partner. If I take a step back and think about Maybe she's tired. Maybe she doesn't feel well. Maybe there's something else that's going on. How do we take a look at it and not label her as being, um, I'm trying to find a radio word to say. It has to do with dog and female dog. No, I'm not going to say that. Okay, I can't say that, Sean, right? Okay. No, 
Sometimes she's just upset. Sometimes she's not feeling well. How do I give her the benefit of the doubt? Another definition is love includes letting go. The idea is that our partners are not a possession. We do not own them. The more you let go, and I think a number of experts say this, and I buy that. If somebody really cares about you, the more they'll come back, as long as you then offer them something to come back to. Now, love doesn't require you to continue a relationship. You know, it says you may love someone very much, and you may just feel like you're connected. We're going to talk about soulmates in a little while. Is can you love somebody and let them go? Can you love somebody? Is loving somebody enough? And the answer is, I think it's not enough. You know, if they drive you crazy, if you cannot talk with them, if at the end of the day there's more fighting than there is connection, is you can have a relationship like that, but I'm not sure that's a loving relationship. Eventually, the whole idea of love gets bruised and falls apart. Love has no room for jealousy. Some experts to say that, well, they don't live in the world that I live in because periodically somebody looks at our partner or our partner isn't attentive, it is only natural sometimes to feel a little bit short about it. And the idea is it's not that we have, we're not jealous, but it's more that it doesn't go out of control. And really what love means is, is that we don't feel like we're being cared about. And so when you're feeling jealous in terms of loving, sharing that with your partner in a different form, saying something like, you know, I'm feeling a little insecure or it feels like we're distant taking the ownership for that kind of feeling. Another expert says, love is the absence of fear. Mm, I don't buy it. Is I'm thinking that every now and then we do get scared. As human beings, we're frightened about things. And loving somebody is not a blanket that protects us for our whole life. Love is a feeling that comes and goes. Love is not needing, they say, but wanting. And I like that. I like the idea in a perfect world, we can live on our own, but we want the other person to be with us. And I think that's important. Now, here's one of my favorite things that people say that make all the sense in the world. Love is an action, not just a feeling. The Dr. Marty spin on that is love is a behavior. You can love me, but if you don't treat me well, I'm not feeling loved. If you don't go out of your way to do things for me and don't feel uh, and do things that are respectful of me, even though you feel it in your heart, it's a matter of transmitting it, doing it to your partner. Now, here's one that I feel exactly the opposite about. Love is unconditional. No matter what, no matter what you do, I love you. That is so much baloney. Is I think love needs to be conditional. And here's, here's where I'm going with this is, if I love you and you get a free pass to do anything, and this isn't only about a partner, it's about children, it's about parents, the difference about intimate relationships, whether it's a partner in that kind of relationship, or it's a parent or a child, is the difference is, is you're always willing to give them another chance, but they're not they're not entitled to do things that are abusive to you. And if you don't set a boundary, if there are no conditions at all, you don't have any sense of your own, of your own worth, of your own value. And so I don't think love is unconditional at all. I think it has conditions and it needs to pre preserve your own sense of value and worthwhile. Love means putting other people's needs to you before your own. 
again, I have some problem with that. I think you have to take care of yourself. The metaphor that I've heard, and I like a lot, is if you're flying in an airplane and you need to have the oxygen and the oxygen mass drops down, you take it for yourself before you give it to your children. And you know the answer to that. The answer is if you're not breathing in the oxygen, then you're not going to be in any position to give care to the people that are near you. If you don't feel worthwhile, if you don't feel like you're being taken care of, and if you don't involve in self-care, translation, if you're, not a, if you're a martyr, then at some point, if you decide you're going to give up everything for the other person, you're going to feel resentful if you don't make sure that you carve out a certain amount of things for yourself. Very important. Love is the highest vibration emotion, says some people, that there is. Science has proven that emotions like love and fear have very different vibrations, and I believe that. They actually measure, measure them. Love vibrates very fast, whereas fear-based emotions like think jealousy and possessiveness and hate and greed go very slowly. When you love completely and unconditionally, there is no fear involved. Well, that's part of a Hallmark card. There's always a little bit because we're human beings. We change back and forth. But it for sure, it doesn't have, it has its own set of vibrations when you're close to somebody. And I'm not sure if it's love or if it's lust as a part of that. But there certainly is a difference with. I, I love the colorful clothes you wear And the way the sunlight plays upon her hair I'm picking up good vibrations. She's giving me the excitations. It's about vibrations, isn't it? You see the woman across the room, and you go, I'm getting the signals. It's the right vibration. You know, later on as we're talking about it, I had to mark, but it occurs to me right now is that true love, seeing the person across the room, and you know that's the only person for you. Maybe that night, but I'm not sure. It's much, much more than that. Don't be fooled by the vibrations. Yes, you have to have a certain level of connection. And it's said when people feel they're loving somebody, they're feeling like it's cocaine. They've measured the brain and they saw all the energy that's in the brain and the parts that light up when you're addicted as you're gambling or taking narcotics are the exact same parts that light up when you have that feeling and you're in love. What happens is, is you're waiting for the time that you, you're looking for the text. You're driving and you're looking for the text. What happens is you're waiting for the phone call. You can't wait to see them. Your life isn't going to begin before that. You go through whatever you go through. It's just completely waiting for them. That's the initial kind of excitement and special, special experience that happens. That's not love. That's excitement. That's novelty. That's lust. Love is something that takes longer and goes back and forth, sort of like a DNA molecule. In terms of when we're talking about love, I think it's, it's important to talk about love on a different level that's really important. And those of you who listen to the broadcast know what kind of love I'm talking about. How much is that doggy in the window? 
Hi, this is Dr. Marty. As a pet owner myself, I'm very much interested in helping cats and dogs find their forever home. I want to encourage you to help a wonderful organization called New Beginnings in East Brunswick. There is a way you can help that to happen by volunteering, donating, or adopting a pet. You can reach them at 732-238-1348-732-238-1348. They're located at 706 Cranberry Road in East Brunswick. They're open on Tuesday and Thursday, 3 to 7 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 12 noon to 4. This small shelter does an amazing job using only volunteers. These people are really people who care. Please mark March 9th on your calendar from 7 to 9 p.m. with a night of shenanigans and a great time and a wonderful cause. You can find out more information on their Facebook page. Again, you can contact New Beginnings at 732-238-1348 and I promise you, you will feel better for it. Who of us can't use a little bit more love in our lives? How much is that dog in the window? It's a different form of love. When I look at my girl, my, my cat, Roxy, and I see her look up for me, and I'm there as I walk into the room or I come back into my, uh, into my office where she is and she looks at me. I mean, some of you who are skeptical out might say that she wants to be fed. All right, there's a little bit of that. But the softness in her eyes, the most important thing is it brings the feeling out in me. And my ability to love somebody tells me more about me than it tells about them. And being attentive to it, love requires attention. You have to water it like a garden. One of the things that happen is people go through different stages of a relationship. They go through that additional, that, that wild kind of wonderful feeling as I was talking about before. And then... They go back and they take a look if they're going to school or college or graduate school or if they're doing work or if they're taking care of a family. They go through this whole middle period where they say, we'll get together when I'm doing better at work. We'll get, to beget, we'll get together when we're doing better at school. We'll get together when. And I can't tell you how many people show up in my office when they've been married for 25 years and 30 years and one of the partners says, it's past when. The kids are at college. We're done. Love requires attention even when you've got school to take care of, even when you've got work to take care of, even when you have the house to fix up. It requires attention. The thing you will hear me say on a whole bunch of broadcasts are your teeth, your money, and your love all goes away if you don't pay attention to them. Fair enough. All right. Another thing that, that experts say, and I'd like to agree with that, is that love understands and accepts the fact that we're different. All right, that we're different. Interesting. In the beginning, I talked before about how in relationships, originally, it was not about love at all. It was about family. It was about money. It was about politics. And then if you kind of fast forward into the 50s, it was about finding the right person, the sweet little homemaker, the guy who was going to earn a living for you, etc., do you think love has evolved and relationship have evolved since then? So take a second and think. Love, eat, and pray are the three words I'm thinking about. Julia Roberts decides to, in her character in the movie, decides that being married to a good man isn't enough. She has to go and find herself and find out who she is. So if we take a step back and look from a distance of a mountain, what you'll see is this the 1950s, where you find somebody where you feel secure and love them and they fit into your mold 
to the 70s and 80s and 90s and the 2000s where people need to learn how to be themselves, which builds in the whole idea of differences and how people need to be uh, respect each other's difference. But the idea is that, that people in modern society talk about be able to be actualized, be able to find if you're an artist, if you decide that you want to be an athlete, whatever, you need to find yourself as the new variation of love. Now, there's really an extreme of that. And there's some very famous people, and I'll tell you my opinion in a second. Very famous people say that having one partner throughout a whole lifetime is not possible. And you should think about not being monogamous because the person that you married when you were 20 is not the person that you were with when you're 35 and 40. So maybe we should talk about finding new people that are a fit. This therapist, this guy doesn't buy it. I think that love is something, if you think that your part, if your short-term relationship and you're sort of doing every five or seven years, there's something lost. I think of a relationship like NASA. Sean, you want to guess what that is? Failure is not an option. All right? And that you have to, now this is going to sound corny, but I tell you folks, it works for me, is when you wake up in the morning, taking a look across from you saying, I'm glad my partner is alive. I'm glad I spend time with him or her. There's something special. Every day is a new opportunity to reconnect with them and to find a way to be kind to them, to find a way to appreciate them. It is not a damn option. If you want love, you have to work at it, and that's important. The next thing that experts say is love makes you feel good. It doesn't make you feel bad. I guess the absence of love can make you feel bad. Yeah, and love is is empathy, and I think that's really important, is you have to, in some way or another, put yourself in the other person's shoes. That goes back to something I was talking about before, giving your partner the benefit of the doubt. The idea, love is a place where you can find happiness if you give appreciation. Love is a place that you can have a life that is valued. And even if you go through sickness, as they say in the in the vows, no matter where you go, if you have somebody that you can count on, that's something really special. Baby, I'm yours. And I'll be yours until the stars fall from the sky. How much commitment is that? I'm yours until the rivers run dry. And that's what's really important. Now, we've got a few minutes, folks, and I promised you I would talk about such a thing as a soulmate. Is there a soulmate? Okay. Here's what experts say that you've found your soulmate, all right? They say that you communicate without speaking. Yeah, I love that. You know, another word for that? Mind reading. Another word for that is sure disaster. Communication and being able to talk to the other person makes all the difference in the world. Another expert, her name is Dr. Sue Johnson. She's a clinical psychologist and she's the author of Love Mate. She says, they stay close to you when they confide. They touch your needs. They take care of you. 
Well, I think that that's terrific, but sometimes it can become apparent and you can overdo it. What we have to talk about is that loving is a moving target. It changes, it goes back and forth. Now here's one they talk about with your soulmate, what I was mentioning before, is you see the other person from across the room and you know that's there. Well, if you've seen South Pacific and you've heard some enchanted evening, that's where the myth comes from. It is not some enchanted evening. At first you have this physical attraction and then you get to know them and you get intimate with them on a number of levels, and then you get down to the business of life and taking care of everything on a regular basis. The other thing they talk about is physical chemistry. Uh, That's lust. Nothing wrong with lust, but to consider that as a soulmate is completely overselling the concept. You're totally comfortable around each other since day one. I don't know what world they're living in, but We're all going to be cranky, and sometimes, believe it or not, folks, because I am so close to perfect, I get cranky too. And so I don't know how Roberta could possibly put up with me when I'm impatient and when I'm cranky. So, you know, you're totally comfortable. You're totally comfortable most of the time. You don't go back to that kind of fighting and that uh, that combativeness. But the relationship, and I buy this, is also in any relationship. It isn't, as they say, all rainbows and butterflies. The other person challenges you. Well, they may or may not. When you start to put somebody in a box of what they're supposed to do, uh, that's under the category of developing the partner we wish we had. Soulmates and that whole concept, I would argue strenuously, happened as a result of the movies, happened as a result in the 50s. Doris Day and Rock Hudson, those of you that are mature enough to remember that combination, or or, um, Clark Gable, and the Myrna Loy and all the other people as part of that, you know, they were so, they would fight like cats and dogs and at the end of the time they would come together and live happily ever after. It fulfills our fantasy, our fantasy that somewhere out there, there is somebody that knows just what we want and there really was, that's called our mother. She was there for, you know, and the last time that we got taken care of that total way was when we were breastfed, you know? People go back and forth, and looking for a soulmate, I think, is a very, very destructive myth. I think what happens is if you look for the perfect person that you feel comfortable with, that you have these feelings with, etc., you have such an elevated belief of what you're looking for that you're always going to be disappointed, and your expectations are going to be always not met, and you're always going to be out there looking for somebody better. It goes back to take a look at the person you have Find out what's valuable to them, of, to you about them. Find ways to be there for them and work at it. You can, you know, the question that I've really started to play around with, are soulmates, uh, are, they, are, you, are they born to be soulmates or not? So I believe, and here's the good news and the bad news. Soulmates are not there. They're made, not born. You can make somebody into a soulmate. You know, all the songs that we think about are very much talk about how disappointed we are. Here's an example of how disappointed people can be. My heart, I give you the best of my love.
Just because you got the best of my love doesn't mean I'll get the best of your love. As they say, you do it your way, I'll do it my way, and we both should meet in between. In a perfect world, yeah. But the best you can do is give do your best, and then the other person, hopefully, will respond to that. But that's the secret. The secret is there's no secret except working really hard. Another example uh, of um, having somebody as a soulmate, you have a sense of inner calm. Is that a Zen monastery or what? I don't think so. There isn't. There's back and forth. There's not, the one rule is there's no rule. There's not calm and there's not necessarily excitement. If you think about the life cycle, you start off in a passionate way and you're attracted to the other person, then you get involved in life issues. And once you get involved in life issues, then those tend to settle down, your career tends to settle down, your family tends to settle down, your education, and then you have to learn to come back together to the center like that DNA molecule. And you have to, I think, every day and every stage, like I've been suggesting, you have to learn to re-love your partner. That's what becomes special. The idea is to re-love your partner's different identities, re-love the idea of flirting and being playful with your partner, but it's a matter of going through the ocean and, th- and sailing to the other land so that what happens is, is at the, as each thing changes in your life, you change with them. You know, you know, you may have known each other for years, but suddenly you have to find yourself ready for a new kind of love based on where you find yourself. So to remember that, that soulmates are not, are not made, are not born, they're made. There's always a possibility. And during the year, uh, during the time in the week between our time of programs, you can always call me if you'd like some information about what's involved with love and how to rescue a relationship should you be in that situation. You can always reach me at 732-246-8484. You can text me, and whoops, I forgot to tell you you could text me tonight, but you can text me during the week at 732-246-8484. Or you can email me at drmarty at comcast.net. And you can certainly go to the website, yourmarriagecounselor.com, where all these programs are listed. And virtually everything that you can think of in terms of relationships that I've done a number of programs are. So between now and next week, I want to wish you to a really warm week. And see if you can turn to your partner and make them your special Valentine. Until next week, next Tuesday at 7 p.m., I will look forward to hearing from you, and then we'll meet again, and we'll be talking about difficult personalities. Do you know any? And if you do, we will be talking about them. This is Dr. Marty saying good night for now, and again, love the person that you selected as your valentine. Give them a hug, give them a kiss, and think how wonderful it is that you get to spend tomorrow with them. Take care. The views and opinions heard on the preceding program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Oldies 1079 WOLD or SRN Communications.